Hello everyone, this is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial here with your economic update for the week. Today is November 6, 2023. So last week in the uh, world of economics, plenty of data points, but by far the most powerful one was the FOMC meeting, which took place on Tuesday and Wednesday with a rate decision on Wednesday. As you might have heard, uh, the Fed Chair uh, Jerome Powell chose announced they were not increasing interest rates at this point, but did leave open the possibility that we might get one more rate during this hiking regime that we've been in for over a year. So um, the market responded very powerfully, very strongly, positively uh, after those remarks. So we'll take a look at the fixed income and the equity markets and the response. It was a great week uh, for both. Uh, but also in terms of the economic releases that occurred last week that came out, um, I would say most of them, one exception, but they're very supportive of the idea that the U.S. economy is slowing, which usually is not a good thing, but in this case is a very good thing. Investors are very concerned about inflation. And after last quarter's third quarter GDP number of 4.9%, there's just no doubt if we kept growing at that pace, that would reignite inflation. And so investors are concerned about that. So we're actually welcoming signs of a moderating economy, a soft landing that many economists have talked about for the last year or so. So in terms of the economic releases last week, in addition to the FOMC meeting, we had consumer confidence that came out uh, on Tuesday. And that was the one that was not as supportive of a slowing economy and that consumer confidence actually rose and more than expected. So the consensus was the index would come in precisely at 100. It came in at 102.6. So consumer confidence rose and was a little stronger than expected. But the remainder of these items, as you'll see, were actually below consensus and again, suggestive of maybe a slowing economy. So the first was the ISM index. Now manufacturing, I've mentioned it, we've used the term um, that we're really in a manufacturing recession at this point. But the PMI index has been below 50 for over 12 months now. Uh, the 50 is a demarcation line above that. Above 50 for the PMI index means manufacturing is expanding and below means contracting. We've been below for 12 months in a row. That number was supposed to come in at 49, which it had in the month of September. But October came in at 46.7, so much lower than people expected. But again, in this case... Bad news, what it looks like is bad news is good news for investors. And on Friday, we got three large indicators, all three, again, suggesting maybe things are slowing a little bit. Non-farm payroll, average hourly earnings, and the uh, ISM, non-manufacturing or service components, all below expectations. So uh, in terms of employment, still rising. Uh, gained 150,000 jobs in the month of October. But the expectation was 150. Actually, if you look under the curtains or behind the curtains on that 150, not very strong. Most of it government jobs, part-time jobs. So again, suggestive of slowing environment, slowing labor um, uh, demand. Then average hourly earnings, again, in terms of the concern about future inflation, that was expected to come in at an increase monthly of 0.3%, but it came in at 0.2%. So suggesting maybe wage pressure is a little less 
than investors thought. So it's good. Uh, on the service side, the PMI index is the same thing as a manufacturing component in that 50 is a break-even line, above 50 expansion, below 50 is contraction. It was expected to come in at 53.0, but actually came in at 51.8. So again, suggesting maybe deceleration in the economy, which investors actually like at this point. So uh, post the FOMC meeting, expectations now for interest rate increases by the Fed, almost none baked in. We have another Fed meeting December 13th will be the uh, rate announcement. Fed funds future are pricing in less than a 10% chance of a rate increase. I would say given the economic data that we're seeing so far during this quarter, I think it's pretty unlikely that we're going to see another increase during the cycle. So I mentioned that the uh, equity markets, fixed income markets up strong during the week. Part of that, definitely the FOMC decision not to raise rates, but also earnings, corporate earnings. So the S&P 500, the earnings this quarter for the reporting for the third quarter, very strong. So, so far we've got 81% of companies through Friday that have reported third quarter earnings, much better than expected. 82% of the companies that have reported we're above consensus EPS estimates. Uh, just to uh, gauge that for you, the 10-year average is 74% for any given quarter, beat expectations, so 82, very favorable. Uh, revenue growth, better than expected as well. And now the consensus estimates for third quarter earnings, again, 81% of 82 have already reported. But the expectation now is the third quarter S&P earnings will be up 3.7% year over year. When we came into the quarter, the expectations were we were going to have a slight decrease, negative 0.3% year over year earnings decrease in the S&P 500. So earnings coming in much better than expected. That's definitely helped the stock market. In terms of expectations of future economic growth, and again, Investors really like to see something positive, but lower than the 4.9% we saw in the third quarter. The Atlanta Federal Reserve, two weeks ago, they put their expectation out for the fourth quarter uh, to be 2.3% growth. Based on economic data that came through last week in the Fed's discussion, they cut that almost in half. Now they expect fourth quarter GDP to growth to be 1.2%. Uh, one last thing, uh, inflation expectations, despite the fact that we had that GDP growth two weeks ago reported at that 4.9%, the expectation for inflation over the next 10 years is hardly budged, finished last week at 2.4%. That's really about where we were. It's actually down from where we were in March of this year. So inflation expectations, I would say, are under control. Now, in terms of all that good news or Poor economic news, it turns out to be good. Last week, again, due to the FOMC and the S&P earnings, uh, the S&P 500 had its best week in some time. I haven't gone back to see how long it's been, but S&P 500 up nearly 5.9% last week. It was really across the board. Growth, value, small, large, domestic equities did extremely well last week. So growth did outpace value last week in the um, U.S. 6.4% to 5.8. But small cap outperformed large cap, small cap up 7.3, large cap up 5.9. Just an outstanding week 
across the board, really, in terms of domestic equities. So now, on a year-to-date basis, S&P 500, as of the end of the day Friday, up a little over 15% on the year. doesn't feel like we've had that strong of a rally this year, but there it is, 5.1% up on the S&P year-to-date. International equities, and this has been the case for most up markets over the last few years, uh, international equities were up, not as much as the U.S. So uh, developed markets were up 4.7% last week, uh, uh, and then emerging markets were up 3.1%, that was dragged down by China. Common theme, China was up only 1.1%. But in total, again, Equities, domestic, international, extremely strong week last week. The fixed income side, that rallied very strongly post the FOMC discussion with Powell. The Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Index uh, Bond Index up 2% last week, really driven by the yields coming down on the 10-year. Yields were down 31 basis points last week. The two-year yields were down about 20 basis points. So very strong movement in fixed income markets. Again, the Bloomberg aggregate up 1.99%, nearly flat for the year now, down half a percent. Long government bonds, we don't own any of them in our portfolios, but that rallied, those rallied very hard, up 4.0%. So to recap it all, last week, uh, FOMC corporate earnings led to a very strong stock market return and fixed income returns. So this week, much more tame. Uh, no FOMC meeting and hardly any economic news. The only real data point that we expect to be coming out is on Friday. It's the University of Michigan's version of consumer confidence, consumer sentiment as it's called. The expectation for that is the November number is going to be very much in line with what we had in October. It was 63.8 in October. Expectations, November 63.7. So that's it for this week's recap. Thank you very much for attending. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.